3: Welcome to the Auburn Live Podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where do, you go? Where do you go? All right, welcome into the Auburn Live Show. This is the Modcast Edition. Got the whole crew here. Um, real quick, go to auburnlive.com, subscribe. 25 bucks for a year of access you're not willing to put up 25 bucks right now just do a dollar for the next month and try it out and then do a dollar for the next month and I, and I and i venture to say you'll stay but go to Live.com, subscribe and uh, be a part of our growing community we would greatly appreciate it all right let's yes sorry <laughs> i'm reading keith's chat I'm like, what um all right let's jump into this jeffrey keith Hey, all here. How's everybody going? How's the week been?
2: Not bad. Yeah, not bad.
1: Least, uh, yeah. I tell you what. I tell you why it hasn't been bad. Because the the the, the attitude, the uh, the perception of the fan base, man, it's uh, it's turned a corner. Yeah, you know, not, last last, last week at this time, we were still talking about Brian Harson when, when when he's going to get fired. We've now had that happen monday and it's just been a complete total change
2: yep that is the uh we had the talking points earlier you know pros and cons of doing it early or waiting till the end well i mean i think you're seeing a lot of pros right now from making that happen even you know coach cadillac getting on the ground recruiting that could be a good thing so we'll see what happens
0: yeah Yeah. i agree agree. and i thought that I always thought that that was the best move. That the sooner you did, once it was obvious it needed to be done, there was no point in waiting. Do it, and a fractured fan base starts coming together. People start getting excited about the future again. They start pulling for the the players again. Not that they ever weren't pulling for the players, but when you're when you don't think it's working out with the coach. Subconsciously, we all know I think a lot of fans were just kind of like, "Yeah, whatever happens happens on Saturday
1: guilty by association, yeah, yeah, right. yeah,
0: and so now they can now they can really put the full force of their auburn fandom behind these players again, and the guys that are on the staff that are still there, Cadillac like Williams and, and the remaining guys and, and I think it'll be uh, it's kind of like a everybody just took just stepped outside and took a deep breath. What that deep breath can do to you sometimes just perk you up in a, in a day that when you're having things aren't going well or you're stressed out or whatever. And it's just like this major relief. And that's what it feels like for the entire album fan base right now. I haven't heard anybody say that they aren't excited about the future. Let's put it that way. No. Well, they can at least start thinking about it. I'm a, i am
3: I think for the players too, um, you know, I've heard a lot of people say that they, they feel for the players and, 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 you know, that kind of thing. And, and <clears throat> I don't think that it's quite the scenario you would think. Um, I think that the players knew this was coming. It was just a matter of when. They're not they're not dumb and they pay they pay attention. Um, so they knew this was coming. This isn't a shock to their system. Um, and you know maybe it lifts a little bit of a weight off of off of them in terms of they've been going in the last however many weeks, and they in the back of their head they're probably they're, they know they're thinking you know, if, if we don't play well, coach could get fired. Or if we lost, if we lose the game now, okay, so is, is he going to be fired tomorrow? So, you know, that gets lifted, and they just can go play football. The, the, the way they play and the outcome isn't going to turn around and get the head coach fired. Like, they don't have to think about that. Um, or, or trying to please a head coach that's fighting for his life or feels like he's on the way out. And I think it just releases some of that tension, and now you've guy like, Carnell, who I think is well-respected in the locker room, and just change change of atmosphere sometimes can can help those players. But I don't think when when people talk about feeling for the players, I think they're I think they're fine. And I don't I don't mean that in any kind of way against Harson. I'm just it's just the fact I think they're they're fine. And I think they knew this was coming. And if anything, it's probably a weight off their shoulders a little bit. Mm-hmm. Definitely
0: so. I agree with that. I'll tell you another thing. i you know now maybe we're gonna get to see a lot more young guys play on Saturdays. Uh, because when you're fighting for your life, maybe you rely too much on the older guys and the starters because you feel like you have to have them. You need them to win. I don't know, but whatever's happened the last couple of years, we haven't seen the young guys playing nearly as much as probably they need to be. And then you get to the next year and those guys have no experience. Right. So that's one thing I'm, I'm optimistic that maybe we're going to see this youth movement start to take over. What do you got to lose right now? You're playing for a bowl game. Sure. But I don't know, and you know, Justin, you make a great point, man. These players are a lot more able to handle these things than people think. But here's another thing. I don't know if everybody gets excited about just going to a bowl game. That's a few more weeks of practice. They want to go to a good bowl game. They want a good bowl experience. But at this point, I think more important than just getting to a bowl game is laying the foundation for Auburn football for the future, all right, playing young guys, figuring out what works, what doesn't work, uh, giving basically the next few weeks are essentially what a new coach is going to be looking at. He's going to be him and his staff are going to be going back through this film and trying to figure out who can play. Right. So give them a little bit of a, a canvas, an idea of, of guys that they may want to keep and guys they may not want to keep. Uh, but right now there's so many unknowns because so many of these guys haven't really played, but a snap here, or a snap there. So I don't know. Hopefully that's a good a benefit of this change. We'll see.
1: I want to see what the offense looks like with a new play call- caller.
3: I do too.
2: I really do. That is
1: the well, most.
3: You have, have two guys. I mean, I would imagine Will Friend and Ike are just going to have to figure it out. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know quite what it's going to look like.
2: I don't either. <laughs> I, I'm very excited to see though. It change that much? I mean,
3: right? Like your schemes or your schemes. Yeah. You I don't mean,
2: think. You... I don't think even the play calling. Uh, I think a lot of the same plays will be run. I just think it'll be. You know, it'll have a different flavor.
0: Well, and, and just because you have co coocs doesn't mean one of the two isn't the guy game doing the game plan. I mean, Will's the one with experience doing that, so I would yeah. assume. I mean, I, I, Justin, this is your B, but my assumption would be that he'd be the guy. But yeah, it's interesting. Is it the play calling or is it the plays? I guess we're going to find out the next few. I think. I, I think I'm curious to
1: see how many carries Tank gets. Oh, like, yeah. You know, like, it, not not so much different place because I don't think you can insert different. I mean, you, I'm guessing you do week, week to week, add a little wrinkle here and there. But as far as the uh, the overall scheme, I don't think you're going to see much difference. That I think it's going to, at the end of the day, you're going to look at, you know, is Tank getting 11 carries? Mm.
0: That's not. That's you know, not with Cadillac,
1: as I said, Coach?
0: Or do they want to give Austin and Hunter more carries because they're the future? You know, they do have. It's the, tough. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Do, do you want to give Tank his, you know, ride out in 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 the sunset last, you know, four games? Four games? Four games left?
0: Yeah,
1: four. Yeah. Or do you not want to risk him getting hurt in his future and and play those young guys? Well, but uh, but again, talents they're not going out and picking up new talent. No, the absolutely. offensive line is going to be the same if I'm way
2: off base here. Y'all correct me, but I feel like there's a couple of guys: Camden Brown, Amari Kelly, Javarius Johnson, Tank Bixby, Jarquez Hunter, Mari Austin, that actually, you know, pretty good playmakers that you want to see involved a lot. You know, we talk about not having the dudes and all that, and they and they don't in some areas, absolutely. But it seems like there's some playmakers that could really help you out here if you got them more involved. Am I you wrong? You think on that? so?
3: I've been saying throw
1: him the down ball, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, every,
3: every yeah. time you throw it to Mark Kelly, he's made a big play, too. Yeah, he's done. He's, he's made some good catches. I meant to, you know, we'll see. Like, do they target, do they specifically say, hey, we're going to target Javaris Johnson five times in this game, period? Do they go about it that way? Whereas, yeah. you know, previously, that's not what was happening. It's just kind of the flow. Yeah. It just went with what the, you know, the flow of the thing, and that's it's fine, but you're not. When you don't have playmakers everywhere, when you just have select playmakers, you got to, to me, maybe be a little bit more specific in trying to get them a the ball. So,
2: That that was my biggest point in how Auburn's offense should attack Mississippi State's defense this morning. Don't just, okay, he runs a concept route and, and he's not open from his spot. I, I don't know if that's the best way. You know, for a guy like Camden Brown, throwing the back shoulder, that's an easy little thing you can add. It's it's not something you have to – It's it's probably in the offense already. You just – it's an easy play call. It's Here's easy a for the quarterback.
0: Here's a question. Who's calling the shots in terms of who, how many snaps a guy plays? Is Cadillac going to tell Schmetting, I want to see more defensive linemen play? Uh, yes. Is the position coach – because I don't know – the Justin, you may know this. I don't know the structure. We know when Gus was there, he pretty much told the position coaches on offense who was going to be starting and who was going to be playing, and he would make the substitutions. I, I don't know what's in the case with Harson, but – yeah, I'm curious about the rotations, you know. Again, I mean, we've got guys like guys on the defensive line we haven't seen, really, hardly at all. Yeah, um, right. Do you play some young linebackers just to see what they have? I mean, gosh, it seems like it's been the same three linebackers the whole season. I mean, they don't have a lot of linebackers, but, yeah. you know, it, I'm, I'm, again, I'm getting back to the point I made earlier. It's this an audition, so to speak, for some of the younger guys for the new coach? You know, Damari Austin's a guy, by the way. He looks faster to me now in the, when I see him play than he ever did in high school. He looks leaner and faster. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm wondering, I'm wondering about him. You
3: know? yeah, I'm not sure how that's going to work with um, I mean, you'd think with everything going on with all Cornell Williams has to deal with and trying to take this over, of the people staying, you, you'd think he'd say, "Hey, that's your position. you, you do that." Like I, I don't know if Cornell wants to step in and just immediately start dictating. I want to see more of that. I'm not sure. Um, and here's the other crazy thing, by the way, Jeff Schmetting and, and Jeffrey, you can, you can correct me if you've heard different. Um, people have been asking how he survived, which is, which is a fair question. Um, I don't know exactly how he survived, but I did talk to somebody on the defensive staff that doesn't think he's doing a bad job, shockingly. Now, I'm not in there. And, and obviously, we've seen the last three weeks of just a thousand rushing yards. Um, but how much of that is personnel, how much of that is missed tackles and all that stuff, I don't know. But I did talk to of on staff that would have no reason to stick up for him, that said he's not doing a bad job, honestly. Um, but I, again, I, 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 don't, I don't know enough about the X's and O's and all that stuff to, to know. I see a lot of yards being racked up, but I also see some personnel deficiencies too. So I don't know, maybe that just would have been a really, really tough one to replace defensive coordinator. You Will Friends got a little experience, maybe OC. You can maybe call plays. Defensive coordinator might have been a very different, very different deal trying to figure that out and replace him.
1: Yeah, you, you just didn't have anybody on staff that could do that. Yeah. I mean Zach's never done anything more than coach safeties and cornerbacks. Uh Christian Robinson's not had any kind of label there. Who else? Rock Rock's had some he was a defensive coordinator, I believe it. FAU? Am I wrong there, Keith?
0: I'd have to look. I'll check while we next time. Brumball, you know. But that's what
1: I was. That was the reason pitched to me when I asked, "How in the hell did Jeff Metting make it?" And it was we didn't have anybody else.
0: Justin, if he if he's been doing a good job, let's say to me, if you're an Auburn fan, that's scarier because that means you don't have talent, right? It is. Yeah. You know, we all like to think. I think fans like to think. Okay, now that we've got rid of everybody, wants to believe they have the players. It's just the play calling. And the coaches, and sometimes the reason why guys get fired is because they didn't get the players too. It's not just the play calls and having guys in the right spot. it's and and to me that's that's even more where you wish it was the coaches because subconsciously, if it's just the coaches, then you know we've got the dudes and and in this case, it seems like it was both. It was coaching and not having the guys that Auburn's accustomed to having. so it's going to be a rebuild. I don't think there's any question about that, oh man. We see that. We're looking at the rosters every day. Casual fan may not be looking at, the, at who the backups are. And I mean, they're they're razor thin uh, in a lot of positions. Linebacker. Uh, yeah, along the defensive line, they've got a lot of guys, but they're not playing them, so they must not have that much confidence in them. Secondary, I, I like what they've done there. But everywhere else on the team, tight end, seem like they've got a lot of guys, but uh, some of those guys are getting older now. Um, running back, not bad, you know, but now you got – you're going to lose tank uh after this season almost certainly so you know your razor thin at a lot of positions receivers I don't know that group never that, that was interesting remember all the buzz the receivers were getting during the summer they were going to open so many eyes and all that stuff and you know it just hadn't happened but is that with is that more of the issue that they haven't had a guy that could get them the ball consistently too I don't know no,
3: I, I was. They they haven't created separation. Okay. I, mean, I, I was never saying there was a group. So that no,
0: was, not you. No, 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 I wasn't saying. You said that. No, no we they, they saying- were
3: struggling to. They were struggling to create separation in in fall camp. I mean, that was yeah. always going to be hmm. an issue. What do you think, Cole, about Schmetting? You think he's doing? The the one thing Cole about like all the rushing yards is. That's I'd uh, just look that I just looked that up by the way. At some point, is that I mean, when you the amount of rushing yards they've given up a thousand plus y- rushing yards in the last three weeks, how much of – I mean, to just my logic would say that a lot of that's personnel, like getting pushed around and not tackling. I mean, you can only totally do so much. Are you going to put the whole defense at the line of scrimmage? I mean, either you're going to get off blocks and, and create plays or you're not. Like that's – I don't know. Just giving up that I, many rush guards points more to personnel to me. But
2: I think you're right. I think most of it's personnel. I think the front seven is not good enough to stay up you know, hold up against the run for an entire game. And and they're not deep enough either. That's the other problem. And then uh, I I think also you have coaches that look at film and go, hey, um, number four is pretty good. Let's not test him too much. Number 18 has been pretty good in his career at Auburn. A couple guys in their secondary, you know, it's just a better idea to run the ball against them. It's working for everybody. So actually I just looked it up. I was curious cuz I put on the board yesterday that Auburn's pass defense was ranked 27th in the country, I think, yards allowed. But the rush defense is 127 in the country. Yeah, love America. 214 yards per game. So, it's
3: gotten it's gotten out of control. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And they're one of uh, I'm I'm pretty sure I think I wrote it after the game. I think they're one of just a handful of schools in the country now giving up 5 yards a carry. If you're looking at that, Cole, look at the others. You can. You, you, I don't know if you're at collegefootballstats.com. Yeah, I got. Do, do, do yards per carry and look at the other teams that are giving up five, and then put Auburn in that group, and you're like, that's a place Auburn does not belong. In terms of rush defense, it's like Charlotte, and I mean, it's just yeah. a group of schools: um, Colorado, Arizona. I can't remember them all, but
0: it's bad. Justin, uh, you yeah. think you think some of that? And I'm just asking any any of you guys, but really, Justin. Do you think some of that can be attributed to the fact that, you know, for a while the defense was really what was holding the team together, which was, was what was keeping them in games. And then after a while, no matter, they had to have known subconsciously, no matter what they do, did, it wasn't going wasn't gonna to win them games. and You know what I mean? Like, did, do you lose a little bit of your gusto out there, a little bit of your effort? I wonder. I don't know. I'm just curious.
3: It's possible. They've also, yeah. to be fair to them, to try to be fair to them, you've also faced Georgia, who's going to run the Rock. Ole Miss is, you know, arguably the best rushing team in America. I mean, you take away the service academies, and what they're doing is unbelievable. Yep. Um, and then you uh, just play And then you got Arkansas with Rocket Sanders and KJ Jefferson. So to you know, a little bit of fairness, like, you, you faced three really good rushing teams that were just a bad matchup anyway. Um, shouldn't give up 1,000 yards in three games. But... <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, what's that stat about Tank? gets Tank's yards after contact. He's always getting hit in the backfield. And then you watch teams play Auburn and the guy doesn't even get touched until he's like five yards down the field, you know. Yeah, yep. Sanders was just patiently staying behind the offensive line like this, just watching, picking his moment, and then just taking off. I mean, it couldn't have been any easier for
1: him. Yes. Which was something Cole had to complain about with Tank last year.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, Tank's gotten a lot better this year, in my opinion. I, mean, I think he understands the zone runs and all those things much better. But he's a guy that, and I put this in there this morning, you got to give him some gap scheme runs. I mean, hey, this is where you hit it right here. Hit it 100 miles an hour. And He's built for that. He's good at it. A lot of his big plays have come from that. And I think maybe Will Friend, you know, coaching the offensive line could maybe see that. We'll see. Uh, I, I, they did that a lot at, at Ole Miss and had a great rushing game. And you know, Ole Miss's defense isn't all that great up front, but still, I just think that's the big change that needs to be made.
1: Cole, how's how's Mississippi State's defense against the run?
2: They are literally. You know what's funny about Mississippi State? I think every single statistic they're ranked in the 60s in the in the country. Almost every single one. Off Straight average. average. Just about as average as you can be, huh? I
3: thought they had a so, roster than that. I thought they were going to be a little bit there.
2: The- so with an <laughs> offensive line,
1: with an offensive line coach as coordinators, you're presumably your play caller, as a running backs coach, as your interim head coach, going up against an average rush defense and, a, and an offensive line that can't give quarterbacks protection, and even if they do, the quarterback's 50-50 on whether or not he can throw to the separ- <laughs> uh, receivers who can't get separation.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: All lines up to three yards in a cloud of dust, all day long.
0: Plus, yeah. you want to short the game against the team that throws the hell out of the ball, too, right?
1: Run the rock.
0: Should have learned also, that lesson last year. That's you, right, Justin's absolutely right.
1: What do you say?
3: Should have learned that lesson last year about shortening the game. I mean, they uh, scored. I mean, really you, know, you were up twenty-eight-three, and you watched them. I still can't believe that game happened. I still cannot believe. I watched Mississippi State score six consecutive touchdowns. Touchdown! Touchdown! Ooh, touchdown!
2: It was rough. Touchdown!
3: touchdown. I still can't believe I witnessed that in during your setting. But anyway, it's still unbelievable. Justin,
2: I, I remember you and me sitting up in the press box during the Iron Bowl going, there's no need to throw the ball at all in the fourth quarter. Just get that clock down, and you'll have a yeah. shot. Yeah. <laughs> and they threw an interception. <laughs>
3: yeah. I just so, want to go right after this game, Cornell Williams outsmarts Mike Leach in the first game. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just an amazing, amazing thing to, to say.
2: By so, the way, we, Jeffrey, yeah, tell you. To your uh, question, real quick, uh, they're 59th in the country, 137 yards per game. But I would say that their front is a little bit better than, you know, a couple of these teams they've seen. Their front's pretty good, talent. Better
1: than Arkansas, Ole Miss, as, as run stoppers, okay. I think.
2: Maybe wow. not pass rush. Mm.
0: Well, that's why you got to get you got to get Ashford super involved in the running game. I mean, you know, you have to. Uh, He's going to take some hits. That's 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 the way it's got to be, right? Right? I mean, what do you what do you think, Cole? I mean, he's got to.
2: Yes. Yeah. He needs carries. They're
0: going to create some eye candy for the defense.
2: What's interesting though, and I, when I've gone through these games, these designed runs that he gets are not successful right now. It's when he when a play breaks down, that's where he's getting his rushing yards from. It's not this you know quarterback counter or the zone read. I mean, he's lost he lost yards twice on the zone read against Arkansas. How
0: about the, uh, was it Schenker that lined up at quarterback last year and snap or last week in Snap? That, that
2: was a great play. That was a great play. He caught them off guard
1: 100%. Most of his yardage is coming off of scrambles.
2: Yes. Yeah. Most of it, yeah. He, I mean, he had a little bit of success maybe in a, <clears throat> I don't know, I really don't think he had much success in any of the design quarterback runs. Or the reads, and I'm not sure if he's even reading it, which is strange because they do have a read man. In other words, they got a guy that they're not blocking for him to read, and I never saw him look at it, so I don't know.
1: Nicole, no, you posted earlier this week on the corner that you would put yes. T.J. Finley in there
2: and it was roll not with popular. him. Oh, really? Not popular? How would that go up? Yeah. Oh, not not well. Not well. People are questioning my judgment now. TJ
3: would I think TJ would disagree with you at this point. Sure he would. I think TJ sure. would be like, "I'm good, thank you."
2: But I'm going to I'm going to stick with it though. I, I think that um I would give him a shot is what I said. I, I would give him a shot at this point. But if though? he doesn't want a shot, then mm. I look, that's that's what I don't know.
1: <laughs> GTFO.
2: Yeah,
3: that's Yeah, I'm not G- sure. You T- don't do.
2: want a shot. I don't know why you're still dressing out, right?
3: We'll see. I don't know, man. That guy. I mean, because <clears throat> what's he play? Played the first two games. Played a little bit of Penn State. I mean, he could. He could still use a red shirt. Pretty. So sure. How many
0: games has Gerner played in? Just one. One game.
1: Well, he started last week. He
0: started yeah. last week. But he did. So the the trick. good. If you if you decided to get Gerner snaps the next three games, let's say, that gets him to four. Then you go into the Iron Bowl knowing that. You can't have your starting quarterback get hurt or even a play or it's going to cost your guy a red shirt. But I, I you know. Yeah. W- would you guys play Gurner a little bit the next couple of well, weeks?
2: Of that's who I would prefer over Finley to be honest just to, out of curiosity. Yeah. Strict curiosity, but
1: um, I'd play him against. If you had just an average offensive line huh. when it comes to pass protection, I would say sure. Let's see what he's let's see what the kids got. Yeah, yeah, dude, I'm not putting an immobile quarterback behind that offensive line. You don't want
0: to I, see. Him. I'm, I'm,
1: I'm not gonna do that to the kid.
0: You don't want to see him eating Thanksgiving dinner out of a tube. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we laugh, but damn, if it ain't true. Uh,
2: man, tell you yeah, what, you they the they fixed somebody. some of those. They fixed some of those missed assignments and had a much better game. Not great by any standards, but a lot of it was just missed assignments. I just, is, that's, is, that's crazy to me. I'm like, Arson, the
0: best guy out there?
2: What'd you say? Who's the best guy is out there? Jeremiah
0: Wright the best guy out there on that line, honestly? Yeah,
2: I, I, I think he is. Um, He's still learning how to pass block. He doesn't have a great, you know, still tr- still trying to figure that out. Still got
3: some missed assignments, but, I mean. I mean, how does that make any sense? Uh, now, we heard about Jeremiah Wright. Like, we thought there was potential there. He sits on the bench. Never plays, and then he comes out against Ole Miss, and he has the best run blocking grade, of course, according to Pro Football Focus. Not just of the game; it was one of the best run blocking grades of any Auburn offensive lineman this season. And then he comes back, doesn't start against Arkansas, but comes in and does some more good things. And you're like, you know, I guess the pass blocking thing. I guess that's maybe what held him back. But you, man, you're wondering why has that guy been stuck on the stuck on the bench he, for? Half
0: and they, and they wasted a whole year with him on defense last year, right?
3: Hey, Brian Hart you know, said that was his choice, okay? That was, he wanted to do right. that. He's the one that went back and forth. He is.
2: Do you believe that? Cole, Cole Kubelik would agree that Jeremiah Wright needs to be in the game. I think he tweeted that the other day. Um, but even, even in that game that he was so good in, he was a liability in pass protection because he didn't exactly know what to do, and maybe that's why. But still, at this point, I mean, you're gonna have just problems anyway, you might
0: as well. We don't, we don't need a pass. Just
2: <laughs> Yeah.
0: Just I mean, actually, isn't that a good thing? Because all their best pass plays are, are play breakdowns, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, breaking down anyway. I saw a stat last week. Yeah, I saw a stat last week from um,
3: SEC StatCat. who if you don't follow him on Twitter, he he's got some awesome stuff. It's just SEC stats. And I think Auburn's broken play rate was basically one in four. I mean it was Wow. It was, it was it, of course, it led the league, um, but like when you're going through these stats, it was just ridiculous. Um, but it's basically one in four. Every, every, one out of every four plays was a completely broken play.
1: So every offensive yeah. series averaged a broken play. <laughs>
3: yeah. at, at minimum, yeah. And if there is a drive, I mean, t- how hard is it to drive if one out of, one out of four is just going to be a broken play? That's why, it's why though, you that know, would they would suggest, have to play at time, but you can't sustain anything. There's no consistency.
2: That would have to suggest that you're throwing the ball a good bit, too, because those broken plays come in the passing game more so than
3: the running game. So Yeah. They toss Ashford out mean, there, and he's throwing the ball 40 times in two different games or more. I mean, it's like, it makes makes sense. I think the
2: biggest mistake they made is, is – Yes, Ashford makes big plays sometimes out of those broken plays, but if it's one of every four play, and then the chances of him having a big play from one of those broken plays are not, you know, over fifty percent either. I don't think. So why not just hand it off to tank and see what happens? That's my question.
3: I, I this. Is what I was so what? What's what's everybody's? let say what. Let's um. I'll ask this question, and we'll do prospects. Um. Like, what is the expectation? Because I see people excited about Carnell, and I, and I get it. Like, what an awesome opportunity. Listening to Carnell Williams on the teleconference on Wednesday was really cool. Um, I mean, this guy probably had no idea he'd ever have head coach of Auburn next to his name. It's it's awesome. Um, but like Jeffrey said, the personnel not changing. Schemes are kind of what they are. I don't – you know, what? I'm a little worried about expectations of fans of like, oh, there's a coaching change. Everybody's fired up with Cornell, and it's going to produce some dramatically different result. And I, I would just, no. kind of, I would kind of tamp that down and say, I think the fans need to be on what Cornell, which is like, I just want to see a team play hard, play together. Yes. Past that, I mean, Cornell said it. He goes, I don't know if we're going to win any game next four games. I just want to see X, Y, Z. So I don't, I don't want fans to get so jacked that they're like, well, we'll Startville, we're going to. Take it take it easy they could go there and lose by three touchdowns don't you know I don't
1: know I, I don't think expectations should move in uh, any I, I don't think Auburn will be favored in any of the remaining SEC games <clears throat> I don't expect them to win any of the remaining SEC games all this all this is is an opportunity for Auburn fans to come and support their team yeah play hard
3: yeah
1: and and, and be there for them I I, I hope Texas AM game next Saturday. I hope we see a sold out stadium and I truly believe we will. And I think people will stay till the end no matter what uh th- the vibe around the program is, is what you're there for. Hope. You're cheering on for hope.
3: Yeah. That would be a nice sight to see. I mean I don't know. The Penn State game obviously was sold out, but that's really it. I mean L S U game I guess was pretty was, was pretty hype. Um Arkansas game was – crowd was – I mean, given the circumstances, the crowd was okay in terms of numbers. But, man, I've never seen a crowd just there like – You're to talking about Arkansas? Game. No energy. Just we're here to watch a game. It goes the way it did. They're like, all right, we're leaving. I mean, it was – talking about Arkansas? Yeah, this past it, one. Game. It was
1: awful. Awful. Yeah. The, 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 the cheerleader, the head cheerleader dude, the mic man, whatever he's called, white hat guy. I was out in the middle of the field leading the pregame cheers, and I don't know if it was me and Cole and me and Christian or somebody was sitting over there on the sidelines, you know, you know 40 yards from the guy, and, and should typically we're leaning in to talk to each other. It was awful. Yeah. It was awful. It was the worst game day atmosphere for an SEC football game that I've seen, and I don't know if I've ever seen the worst one. It was awful.
0: I'm with Jeff. I don't think the expectations should change at all. I mean, look, it's hard for a good team – with coaching stability and a good quarterback. and it, It's hard for a solid team to go into Starkville and win at night. It's a, it's a, you know, for a program that's historically not, you know, a top 25 type program, it's, it can be a challenge to play there. And so now, you know, Auburn's not in a great spot. Three and five, mm-hmm. we don't think the talent is great. But hopefully they'll come together, be a little bit more cohesive if they cut out some of the mistakes. There weren't the turnovers last week. So maybe if you cut out some of the mistakes, you can stay in the game, and and anything can happen. But to expect a miracle, I mean, there's a reason why they're three and five, quite frankly, and, and really should be two and six if we're being honest. I mean, they could have beaten LSU, but they lost. They should have lost to Missouri. I mean, the guy's on the one inch line and fumbles the ball. So, you know, when you're two and six, you're not expected to go in, regardless of who's coaching. You're not expected to go in and. Uh, and face a, win, a team with a winning record on the road night game in the SEC and win. So it's going to be a challenge, there's no doubt. But, you know, let's see what they got. Let's see what the young guys got. Let's see if the old guys are still motivated. And, uh, you know, how hard do they play for Kallak? I mean, even if you just raise your game just a little bit, maybe that's one or two more positive plays. Sometimes these games come down to four or five plays. You know, we'll know. Who knows?
2: Yep. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And
1: I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg.
3: <clears throat> All right, you want to do prize picks? Those prize picks.
1: picks,
2: man. Hey, I had a good week last week, Cole. How about yourself? I had a decent week. 1-1, one, one, lost one. Okay.
1: Okay, All
3: right
2: right. Hey, 50-50. Jeffrey, I've, I have learned something new about prize picks. Oh.
3: Another something new.
2: Yes, and this is a big one. They have uh, Flex Fridays. Have you seen this? No. <laughs> On Flex Friday... Whatever bet you play is doubled the payout if you win. Flex so, Friday. So you make a bet on your college football games on Friday, and it's a Flex Friday play. You can double your payout, right? So that is pretty big.
1: Well, I think we've had a lot of new uh, sign-ups, man. I, I know a lot of the, uh, of our subscribers have... Kind of gotten involved. If you're not familiar with prize picks, check them out on your App Store app. Load, uh, download the app. Get registered. It's fantastic. It's a lot of fun. It's a fantasy, daily fantasy game, sports game. It pits you against the numbers, man. You can play any type of sport any day of the week. Uh, get signed up right now. They will match 100% of your first deposit up to 100 bucks. It's, it's available in over 70% of the United States, including Alabama and Georgia and Florida. Where most of you guys are from, you simply select either two or five, up to five. It increases your uh, your payout there, which, whichever one you go on. And you're going either more or less. You know, you're not you're not you're not playing uh, you know score totals. You're playing like Tank Bigsby over more or less 35 carries in the last two games. I don't know. Anyways, fantastic, uh, fantastic game. I love it. It's a lot of fun, man. A lot of people have gotten involved. Uh, use the promo code WAR EAGLE, all caps, one word. And uh, I think you're going to get the the deposit match anyways, but it at least lets us know who all's in, who all's involved. Last week I had I hit I hit the trifecta, and I, and I did use that flex play on one. I oh, got yes. I got a little hesitant on my uh, uh, what's his name Justin Jefferson total, and I and I, and I took a flex play on, on on the next one. Of course I won both of them, you know. So I do things, <laughs> uh, but. Uh, Anyways, get signed up. Prize picks, man. Go, go check it out. We, it's a lot of fun. Uh, they don't have any Auburn-Mississippi State up yet. Too early, I guess. We'll get those out later. Hey, speaking of numbers, Zach in the back, what is the line at with
2: Auburn-Mississippi State? Is it still
1: 10.5? Let me see 10.5
2: at one point. Yeah, it was 10.5 when it opened, which is the first time it's been double-digit in 10 years. That was
1: Sunday night. I just wondered if it's changed any since. Uh, oh my gosh, minus twelve and a half says Zach in the back. Twelve and a half.
3: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you fire a coach staff. I mean, Interesting. Yeah.
1: So according to Vegas, Auburn got worse.
3: It's, I thought I, mean, I don't know it the number. A bad matchup anyway. It just. I, I, I don't think Auburn's going to be able to stop them from scoring and Auburn can't score. I mean, it's it's going to be tough to stay within 14 to me. But
1: What's your overrunner
2: that?
3: Mississippi State can not run the football.
2: They can.
1: <laughs> Who's the running back?
2: They got two. Uh, uh, what's his name? Dylan Johnson is one of those guys. He's pretty good. And then they got – uh can't think of the other guy's name. But they got two, and they're both good. Both have over 30 catches on the season
3: two, 51 so and that. a half. So Zach in the back's got it. Defense. We'll see about that pass defense. They got
0: their shot now.
2: Yeah, they're going.
0: And Leach fast. has that one or two games a year where the offense just mysteriously vanishes, right? Yeah. Somebody was yeah. imagining. Uh, but what was it out west? It was always against Washington. Wasn't that the team that always just they couldn't do anything against ever when he was at Wazoo? Yeah. Um, who
2: knows?
0: I mean, but yeah, Armour's got a good secondary, but now it's going to be. Now you're going to need to have those guys up front put pressure on the quarterback, and that's where it kills you that Leota's done, you know. Because all, I mean, you're going to, you're going to ask Call to, to to be basically the the one guy putting pressure the whole game. You're going to have to do more with what you did with Popo a little bit last week, I would suspect.
3: Definitely. You know what you're going to have to do? Run the football. That's well,
0: true. Yeah, I agree, couldn't agree with you more.
3: You're going to, you're have eight, to a,
0: a few eight-minute drives can totally change the dynamic of the game.
3: That'd be interesting, uh, Cole. I'd be, I, you don't have to. I, I'd be curious to go back and look at, uh in that span, you know, because we talk about last year in that game where Mississippi State just couldn't be stopped. But mm. I, I don't remember, and I'd have to go back and look at what Auburn did offensively in that stretch, you know, and what the heck happened. Did they just, did they have penalties? How did those drives, like how did they just all of a sudden stall out and allow Mississippi State? They didn't answer anything. They literally didn't answer. It's 42 Unanswered points. Um, yeah, I'm curious. I don't know what – I don't know if they kept throwing the ball. I don't really know what offensively Auburn was doing in that time span. Um, no. It's like sort of the same thing in Iron Bowl. You're up 28-3 and, jeez, I mean, like if you just ran the ball for the rest of the time, it would be tough to do that. But they came – I mean
2: – Did uh did Bonex ever leave that game? I know he got hurt in the game, but he stayed in for the whole game, right?
3: <sighs> um – I think so. He
0: did. I think he stayed in the whole game. I mean, he was 27 of, of yeah. 31 for 377 yards and two touchdowns. I'm I'm looking up the play-by-play yeah. now, Justin. He had a ball
2: game, yeah. It was a yeah. big day for Javarius Johnson, if I remember correctly. He took, like, a screen pass to the house for, like, 60 yards and then mm-hmm. had another deep ball in the fourth quarter that Nick's hit him on. All
0: right, so what happened was Auburn went up 28-3 to in the second quarter, and the very next drive, Mississippi State – Went ten plays and seventy-five yards, so it was twenty-eight to ten at the half.
3: Yeah, that that drive before half was 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 the start of the.
0: Yeah, and then started the second half. Auburn went uh, thirty-seven yards and then missed a field goal. Oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, At the end of the half, they missed a field goal, so they had a chance to go up thirty-one to ten. Mississippi State then started the second half with a touchdown, touchdown drive. So really, it wasn't anything the Auburn offense didn't do to get it within eleven it was just uh, you know missed field goal and but then uh, what about the next four drives yeah i'm looking punt five plays 21 yards let's see here we'll go um demetrius robertson run for two yards on first down pass to kobe hudson for 14 incomplete pass incomplete pass complete pass for five yards fourth down and a punt mississippi state scored a touchdown on the next drive. drive after that seven plays for 46 yards and auburn missed another field goal Mississippi State followed that up with a 72-yard touchdown drive and went ahead 29-28. So it didn't even take them that long to get ahead. Who
1: was missing those field goals?
2: Andres.
0: Yeah. Man. But so they didn't even really – to get that lead, they did it in, in less than a full quarter.
2: Well, I, I do remember what Mississippi State did on of offense. offense. They ran the same play over and over. <laughs> yeah.
1: What's up with Andres Carlson? Let's don't, let's don't skip over this guy. You got one job, big dog. You got he's one job. He's
0: now coming back from an injury, too. He just doesn't, you know, when you see him running out there, he just doesn't even.
1: Well, was he, was he coming back from an injury back then?
0: Well, he might have been injured. He was injured <laughs> late in the season last year. Right? I mean,
1: he, he's 0 for 2 right now against Mississippi State.
0: Yeah. Well, he ended up missing late know uh, the latter part of the season. And he was hurt, so.
1: kickers, yeah. man.
0: He's, um. He really had one good
3: year. I mean, he, 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 was, he was 72% his freshman year, 18 of 25. Um, and then in 2020, he was 20 of 22. Great year. Damn.
0: Well, listen. Sorry. And then
3: last year, he comes back, and he was, he was 14 of 21. So back down to whatever, 65, Six, 70, 66. 10. And then now he's 8 for 14. So he really just had – 8 for years. 14? He's 8 yeah. for 14. No, no, I'm sorry. He's 10 He's ten for 14 this year. It's great. Day in the morning.
0: Let me go back to that game last year. The, the field goal he missed right before half was 55 yards. And it was 55 yards because on first down from the Mississippi State 30, Bo Nix was sacked. And then, <laughs> and then they threw two straight incompletions. So the first miss was a 55-yarder, okay? Hard to put that too much on him. The second missed field goal, let's see here, was blocked. It was a 35-yarder. <laughs> And it was blocked.
2: Yeah, and, and one of his misses this year was blocked. It was blocked in the last game, too.
3: So, yeah, he's 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 struggled. I mean, he had one good year. And really the other three years, is he's been about 70%. Which I mean,
1: 20 of 22? That's All-American, dude.
2: That, that field goal he hit in the uh, 2019 Iron Bowl right before halftime when they got the one second put back on the clock. That was a bomb. Huge. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Well, and so what's interesting about that is, and it's it's a legitimate talking point, is um, after the game, uh, after the Arkansas game, Brian Harson was asked, hey, wh- what do you think about field goal? Uh, have you looked at other options? And it was the first time all season his answer was, we haven't before today. In other words, his answer was basically, no, but we're going to have to start, we're going to have to start thinking about it now. Um, and so I'm, I'm interested to see if that if that carries over, I mean, Andre's the guy that comes back, geez, you want, you want to give him, you want to let him finish his career and not pull him. I mean, he, you know, it's like the dude comes back and he's a great teammate. Um, but you've also got a, a, an, an uber talented freshman that, uh, you know, I'd want to make sure he sticks around. So I don't know. Um, it's a, that's a, that's a tough decision. I mean, you want to win games, but it's one of those deals where you know, you'd have to go – that's a tough conversation with Anders. Like, hey,
1: what, what year is he? Who? Anders. Anders.
3: Fifth year? I thought he was like a – yeah, I thought he was like a –
0: I, I my, thought a, this was his sixth year even. I can't – Yeah, because
3: yeah, he kicked an 18 too. I'm sorry.
1: Didn't he – So he's he's done after this year. Yeah. Well, hey, man, ride him out, dude. What do you what, – what, whatever. Were
2: and he, were he fifth, and Daniel on the same team?
0: Daniel? Well, and also, you know, a kicker, you don't want to I, – I mean, McPherson is probably – he knows it's his job the minute Anders is done anyway. You definitely don't want to run him off, but uh, you also don't want to blow a red shirt on, on a guy that's
1: right.
0: not going to leave early for the NFL probably. You, you probably theoretically are yeah. going to keep him for four more years. Listen,
1: Anders isn't going to keep you from going to a bowl game.
0: He's not keeping them from beating Georgia. No, right? no, 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 no.
1: Let ride him out, send him off. Let Evan, Alex.
0: Evan. Alex, what did I know? Alex, you're right. Oh. Evan's NFL.
1: Yeah, let that dude take over and be here for four years.
0: Yeah, you'll have Pete Sanchez as his long-term holder. For yeah. Years. Like somebody be-
3: asked. Somebody asked Carson that like earlier in the season. They asked about when when this struggle started. They asked about. See now I can't even remember. Y'all got me confused. Who's on the Who's on the team now? Alex. Alex. <laughs> Alex. Alex. Alex for Auburn.
1: Okay, that's how I'm going to remember they asked,
3: that. Uh, they go. Well, hey, what about? Uh, you think about maybe playing Evan McPherson? Carson was like, <laughs> I mean, I'd like to. <laughs> Alex. It was pretty funny. He's like, I mean, if Evan will kick for us, sure, that'd be good. Yeah. Cool. Alex. Oh, oh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: bring, bring Evan in, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: he's like, is Evan available? Yeah. Shoo. <laughs> um, yeah.
1: Lord of mercy.
3: Alex McPherson. Um, who, man, that kid, watching him in warm-ups, we're talking too much about kicking, but he's a <laughs> good athlete, by the way. like He's going to be great. Yeah, he is. Um, all right. So, he, what do you think about? All right, go ahead, Jeffrey.
1: He, he, he just rubbed me the wrong way, only because he wouldn't send me his stats last year. Little bastard.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, you're a kicker. I was two for three. I hit twenty four and seventy. You know, whatever. Yeah. He, he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't answer my calls.
2: uh he was. He was. Yeah, I get it. He was nice to me at the Under Armour game. Him and Austin Gary, yeah. chilled with them and
3: holding. Hey, so by the way, Osbury, is his dad on LSU's. Is his dad like an AD at LSU? Yeah, he's one of the assistant or associate ADs
0: at LSU. He's also a former LSU linebacker.
3: That's interesting. I didn't know that until this week. Yeah. It's an interesting little angle there. Um,
1: Verge. Verge Executive, yeah. De- Executive deputy AD. It's interesting. Verge. V e r g e.
3: Verge. I wonder if he had, in, had any interest in who Auburn hired as AD. This hmm. kid playing football there. Um,
2: yeah, he
3: did. All right, let's talk about this game. I don't know. Is um, anything we missed from the week?
1: I would like to hit recruiting real quick. Auburn lost a commitment, okay. Janoris Wilson.
3: Yeah, yeah, dude. Let's do that. Uh,
1: uh, what within the hour after Harson was fired? Yes. He he opened his recruitment. Keith has been all over this guy. Auburn's still in it, Keith.
0: Yeah, we I mean, we think, but you know he says, hey, if, you know na- uh, the deal now is once Auburn hires a new head coach, even kids that have officially visited can now officially yeah. visit a second time. It doesn't count against their number, and it doesn't count against the school's number of kids they can have visit. So I said, will you visit? Will you officially visit Auburn again? He said, if they want me to. But here's the problem with him now. We knew this was going to happen. There, Just in there a couple commitments, Janoris Wilson, the offensive tackle, and and Jeremiah Cobb, the running back, who we're all familiar with, we knew that they were having great seasons. We knew more attention was going to come their way, and that's exactly what happened. So this time where Auburn doesn't have a head coach is allowing Oregon, in specific, to get to kind of dig its claws into Janoris Wilson. FSU is now getting involved; they're going to take a second look at him. Uh, Michigan, Oklahoma, so that's going to be dicey. I, I couldn't predict which direction that's going to go. And I know he loves Auburn, uh, and they're going to—they're still talking to him. They're still trying to keep that line of communication open. But now he's got other people coming at him. When they beat him out, when they got him the first time uh, in, I think, September, they really only had to beat off North Carolina and in, in, uh, beat out North Carolina, whatever, Jeffrey, beat out North Carolina and UCF. Uh, but this time, now you've got some real, real competition. I'm so, uh, giggling like
2: a little schoolgirl over here.
0: Well, that's, uh, that's a term, too. That, that term works, but... You
1: know. uh, oh, I don't know, John.
0: So, you know, we don't know. I mean, he's his team's going to be in the playoffs, so if you're Auburn, you hope they win the state title because that means he's going <laughs> to take a lot of weekend visits. You know what I mean? <laughs> what, what now? <laughs> but, <laughs> did I say something else? No. Okay. But again, so you don't want him visiting others. He's told me he's going to officially visit Oregon in December. But he still wants to sign in December. But it's really hard trying to talk to you, Jeff. Come on, man. <laughs> I said, come on, man. My God, I trying to you <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> and actually, Walter Kronkak delivering the news with Gallagher smashing a waterbag. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey,
1: a lot of official visitors next weekend, though, for real. Hey and, hey, and this is something that we will talk about more about tomorrow on the recruiting show, but Keith made a fantastic point, dude. All of Auburn's official visits completely reset. All of those guys back in June that came for official visits can now come back for another official visit. So, man, it's going to be a busy next six weeks because... Or well, seven weeks. Early Sunday day, December twenty-first. You're going to have uh, Auburn finishes November twenty-sixth. You've got December the fourth. You've got December the eleventh. You've got December the eighteenth. So you've got three weekends in December that's going to be loaded with recruiting, and you yeah, hope
0: the portal, the portal window in portal
1: opens in early December as well. So you're hoping Auburn has a, a head coach ready to go November the twenty-seventh or December the first at the latest. And you're bringing in guys that first weekend in December for official visits. Uh, Next weekend, I mean, hey, Cadillac's hit the ground running with this. No reason to think he wouldn't, but, you know, he's been absolutely uh, very active. Uh, talked to Sterling Dixon last night. Um, Cadillac was on the phone with him. He's a 2024 edge from Mobile. He's going to make a decision early December. Really loves Auburn. But the uh, but next weekend they're going to have a big weekend of official visits for the A and M game, which is why I think uh, one of the reasons that Auburn's going to have uh, a good turnout and these these kids are going to get to see it. Clay Whedon's coming in. He he's locked in with Auburn. is Sory, Brian Longwell, a linebacker from Nashville. Keith, Who am I forgetting?
0: Oh, let's see. Uh, I have
1: them written down oh, right here.
0: Stan Quan Clark. Stan Quan
1: Clark. Ruben right. Bain's going to come back for an unofficial visit.
0: It's his teammate. And a third, uh, another guy down there, um, uh, not their teammate, but Edwin Joseph, a defensive back from Chaminade Madonna in Hollywood. We think he's going to visit. That could end up turning into an official visit. We'll see. Um, they're also working on a Texas commit. Uh, defensive back from the state of Texas that's been committed to Longhorns for over a year, but Zach Etheridge has built a good relationship with them. They're hoping he officially visits, but he was going to officially visit last week and and had to cancel. So I don't know. They're working on a lot of things. They are not – if anything, some uh, people behind the scenes said they're recruiting guys harder now. Just selling Auburn, selling Auburn, keeping – kind of keeping the fish on the hook until a coach is hired and then try to reel them in basically. Did you
1: mention Lamar Seymour?
0: I did not, but that was another one. That that was the other Miami Central guy that we think is going to – he's a receiver committed to Pitt. Obviously, Auburn's had good luck flipping receiver commitments from Pitt, as they did with Camden Brown last. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on. Formerly committed to Miami as well, having a big season down in Miami Central, which I think is the number three team in the country in high school football. So a lot of good dudes down there. I'm sure they're thinking, hey, you get a couple of the guys – Makes him a hell of a lot more enticing for Reuben Bain to come play with his friends and 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 have some people to lean on if he's at Auburn.
1: Familiarity, yeah. For uh,
2: for what it's worth, I did ask Edwin Joseph that that uh, for that game that he was at Auburn afterwards if he was going to take an official visit to Auburn. He said, "Yes, sir, absolutely." So.
0: Now we got a little more info on him. We don't think I think a couple other schools recruiting him. Auburn besides Auburn, FSU and Louisville. Louisville's primary recruiter on him is. Yep. Uh, McGriff, crime dog, the old Auburn hmm. coach. But hmm. we think it's probably an FSU-Louisville battle right now, but Auburn's hoping to kind of get more in the mix. And people have always thought he was going to go to Miami, and now it sounds like maybe he's not going to go to Miami. So we'll see.
1: <clears throat> have we done game predictions?
3: We haven't. Real quick, so who does Auburn need to – I think he's going to throw they? who do they not need to lose from this class? Like, be real.
1: Janoris Wilson. Oh, he's not in this class.
0: Yeah.
1: Jeremiah Cobb.
0: Uh, Cobb. <clears throat> That's the main one. Yep. It's really the main one. Mm. Okay. And Georgia, obviously, you know, again, we said that Georgia's recruiting two running backs, and the other one seems to be pretty locked into Alabama, which means Cobb becomes priority a priority recruit for Georgia. That's not good news. Now, he's close with Cadillac, and you would hope. If you you just you, If he decommits, he decommits. You can live with that, but you can't have him flip to Georgia. You ain't getting him back if that happens. I don't think. So
3: you.
1: you know. I think I think I'm I think I'm gonna try to keep Clay Whedon as well. I think offensive line is such a huge priority, and he is so versatile. Uh, you know, he's not under the impression he's gonna come in and expect to start as a true freshman. He knows he's a developmental guy, could probably be a multi-year starter down the road. I think you keep him uh, in the fold is. Much as possible.
2: Yeah, I love say Auburn for, for Ashley Williams too, being at the edge position. Yeah, and he's uh, you know he's kind of shot up the rankings too, from going to a no star when Auburn offered him to now a four star pretty much consensus. So
1: stud, he's having a big senior year. He is. He is. Twenty he's tackles been, for loss, eleven
3: sacks, forty he's something probably, tackles.
2: He's probably still a developmental guy. I mean, it may take him a minute, but you got to have those. No, I mean, you got nobody coming back on. At and the you guys edge. said Harson
3: can't recruit.
2: Yeah, right.
0: Well I talked to him last Played night, Williams, well, and I'm surprised. As well as he's playing with his frame, he really doesn't have a lot of other big programs after him. Well, that's fine. If you're Auburn, you don't care. You've evaluated, you like them, you'll take them. Uh, but he said he's talking to Washington, Colorado, Tulane. There had been chatter about a month ago that LSU was looking at him, but they already have like three or four edges committed. Yep. So it doesn't yep. seem like they're going to go in that direction. But uh, I, I like if Auburn wants them, if the new staff wants them, I think he sticks.
1: And, and Rob Bellantoni is going to watch him uh, t- tonight, I think. I think he plays tonight. Rock Bellantoni is going to use the Auburn's last 42nd uh, eval visit to go see Ashley Williams.
2: Yep.
3: Nice. Oh,
2: let's do predictions for this game. <clears throat> hey, real quick, Justin, a little interesting yep. deal here. Obviously, Tennessee-Georgia is the game of the week. Um, the get-in price of tickets for that game, yeah, $626. Okay. Most expensive ticket right now? $5,233. Ticket Can you
3: imagine? just to just to go to the game. <laughs> never. Never It's crazy. That's, that's that that is that is wild. What a And I think I saw by the way the first time ever number 1 in the college football playoff versus number 1 in the actual poll. That's what you've got Saturday. Tennessee somehow is number one in the college football playoff, but Georgia is number one in the polls, and those teams have never faced each other um, like that. So you've essentially got one versus one.
1: What's the line on that game? Anybody know?
3: Um, I don't know. I don't <laughs> I I, know. I'll take. I don't even know anything existed this week. Like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who do we oh, have in that?
3: Wow,
1: UGA minus eight, says Zach in the back.
0: Who are you picking in that one? Georgia. Me, too. georgia me
2: too i
3: don't know if i'd take the points but i'm taking georgia yeah that eight seems like i mean yeah that's just gonna be a fascinating game i mean you got i think the biggest advantage georgia's got is being able to watch the film on alabama and uh and, and see what they do well against alabama and adjust to some of that stuff
0: um that's probably a huge advantage Georgia seems to have that ability to kind of rise up a little bit against the, the better sure. teams. Yeah. You know, maybe mm-hmm. lose a little bit against the Missouri's or the world and you know. Yeah. We pick an Auburn. We are picking Auburn Mississippi State. <laughs> Auburn State.
3: Sure. Hey, are there any other big games? Any other games we could pick? Anything else? Anything else? Uh is that the big game Tennessee? That was, Georgia? That's the big one.
0: FSU Miami's not big anymore, so we don't care about that. Which one. is so no. sad. Just, uh,
1: Alabama LSU. Oh, oh is yeah,
0: Alabama LSU. Wow. Yeah, what, this weekend.
1: What's the line on that, Zach?
0: Get Zach working back. Yeah. <laughs> <I
1: didn't... laughs> yeah, he, he's our Vegas inside. You got in Rouge,
3: right?
0: Yeah, I, I got Bama. I think Bama. I mean, I mean oh I, yeah. Still, I mean, I got Bama fourteen to twenty in that one. Bama minus
2: was thirteen
0: and a half. You know, Alabama has. You know, Bama's had some. Two or three close games. I mean, they lost one, then they had the, the near miss with Texas. Who else gave a game? A&M gave a game. A&M gave a game. Gave a game. Yeah. Uh, but they just look like so, an LSU, don't they? I mean, I don't know.
2: Interesting. Uh, there is a very interesting game. Uh, you got Liberty and Arkansas. Oh, yeah.
3: I tweeted about that last. literally after, like, as soon as Auburn lost. I was like, hey, Liberty plays Arkansas next week. I'm just saying. it uh, will
2: be interesting. What's that one, Zach? Is there a line on that game? It's uh, – Arkansas minus thirteen and a half. Is, is, is do we decide Alabama at LSU? Uh,
3: it is. Yeah, it's in bad am Almost positive. Yeah, it is. It is.
1: LSU home two touchdown dog at home, and that's an sure. interesting
3: one, man. LSU's offensively is, is starting to do good things, and Jane Daniel is it, Jane Daniels. I don't know what he did at Auburn. That was that's his. What was his worst game? I mean, I don't. He he did not play well at Auburn. He, he's he's having a really good season, a great season. Was that a
2: uh, lockdown secondary, man?
3: Yeah, I don't. He just well, it was weird. He was off. His receivers were dropping balls. It was just. It looked like they were out of. Or there uh, were a lot of drops. Yeah, he, he's he's been really good. That 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 could be, that could be an interesting game there for a while. L to you. Well. Yeah.
0: It, it, let me ask you this: If, if LSU wins that game, what, what does the stand? What do the standings look like in the West? I haven't noticed because the team we cover so. does that change? Well, well, and here's why I bring that up: because yeah, Ole Miss, Ole Miss, maybe going to and if that happens, I guess uh, does Ole Miss? They have one SEC loss. Okay, so if Bama beat them in head-to-head. They would still go. They would still. Yeah, but Ole Miss gets
3: Alabama and Oxford next week. And they think they can win that game. So, I mean.
0: Won't that be the
1: SEC Western Division Championship game?
3: It will if they Alabama yeah. beat LSU.
0: Well, but what's LSU's record in the conference? Zach have-
1: in the back says LSU controls their own destiny.
0: Right, LSU. LSU they be- get on, yeah. LSU's second <laughs> loss was to FSU somehow.
3: Yeah, yeah. L- yeah, yeah. And if, if, yes, LSU does control their own destiny. Yeah. If, if they win, because they still got, because they beat Ole Miss. Yeah.
2: A couple of other things what happens if Texas AM loses to florida this week they would be 3 and 6 that's
3: crazy you have
1: to
2: eat it
3: Golly, if auburn wins saturday them and state i got the same sec record yeah. that'd be really disappointing for mississippi state <laughs> yeah yeah so, was... saturday. how about you know, <clears throat> briefly though that's why the lane kiffin stuff we're not going to talk about coaching Church because they that'll go forever but the lane kiffin stuff right now is 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 there's not really much can happen there because he's got a team that he thinks he can go to Atlanta with and uh and so if anything's happening there behind the scenes it's Jimmy Sexton Lane Kiffin's thinking win beat Alabama go to Atlanta like he thinks that's what he can do so uh if you want Lane Kiffin probably have to root for Alabama next week
0: and you you want Atlanta
3: you, you want him don't don't win the division don't make it to Atlanta and be available after after the Egg Bowl. So you, you're going to have to root for Alabama if you if you want to
0: Yeah, play. I think Ole Miss is off this week, so they can sit back yeah. and kind of get healthy and, and and re-energize going into that Bama game next week. Bama's going to be coming off a big physical game Saturday yeah. night by Rouge, so you never know, mm-hmm. right?
3: Yeah, they think mm-hmm. they can it. Ole Miss has never been to Atlanta. RTR, Paul.
2: RTR, Paul. There is also a real chance that Alabama, Georgia, and Tennessee all have one loss going into the playoffs.
3: When, or deciding the playoffs. I want to enjoy everything else going on. It's like all the craziness at Auburn, and it's like I would. I, I want to actually enjoy the season, but it's, it's you know the stuff that's going on at Auburn. It's like it just keeps you away from. You are like I don't know. Is there a season going on? I wouldn't know.
1: Pretty fantastic uh, season in the SEC.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and by the way, what Keith, I hear. Yeah, it's going pretty well. And Keith, you mentioned bowl game. I don't know. I know Cornell straight up told the team, our goal is to play five more games, not four, um, when he, during that on Monday. You know, but, and, and look, maybe the atmosphere changes. With new staff, maybe there's guys, hey, I wouldn't mind playing a bowl game with these guys and this staff. Maybe that'd be a fun little ride. Um, but it's got to start on, on Saturday. you got to start with a win and just see where it goes. All right, predictions. Anybody think Auburn wins this game? No, no, no. I don't. I don't think so. I would. I don't
2: have the numbers on it, but isn't there like a high rate of teams that lose their coach midseason
3: and then go and win the next game? I think this year. <laughs> yeah. This year, yeah. I think. Um. I think I saw the six. I think there were six instances in the next game. I think the the team that lost their coach is four and two. <laughs> well, I
0: don't think it matters, but it's interesting. And I'll say Mississippi State 31-23. I, I, I think it's going to be another fairly competitive game. I, I do. I, we'll see. I mean, I could be wrong. I do think Auburn's going to be able to run the ball uh, and hit enough big plays in the running game to, to kind of keep them in it a little bit.
2: <clears throat> I'm going to go Mississippi State 24, Auburn 21. Damn, you've got some close scores going on here.
1: One-score oh, games.
3: Yeah, 24. That'd be, I'd be pretty impressed. I got a 34-20. That's a good one. That's a good one. Zach says 31-20, Mississippi State. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, think good effort from Auburn. I Think it'll be interesting. But yeah, you got to go maybe 34-17, Mississippi State. It's probably going to be more like that.
2: Although, I was close last week. I had uh, 42-28. Final score yep. was 41-27. So.
3: Yeah, Auburn, Price is right,
1: rules. You won.
3: Yeah, it's true. it's true. Auburn finally scores fourth quarter touchdowns, and what do they do? Fire Brian Harson. He's like, I'm good. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: scored the fourth quarter. You're fired. <laughs> All right. We are doing a great job, man. Everybody's doing a great job. Um, we'll cover this game. Coaching search. Basketball started, by the way. Basketball exhibition. So that's going on. Enrolling. <clears throat> um, fun time to be a part of Auburn Live. I'll say that. Um, join the site. 25 bucks for a year. Again, be a part of AuburnLive.com. All right, let's get out of here, everybody. Enjoy their day. Pink, Jeffrey, Keith. I am Justin. We'll see you by next time.